You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 291. We're continuing in the book of Jeremiah. And if there ever was a season finale, this would be it. Although, it's nowhere near the finale. But the events in Jeremiah 39 and 40, we saw them coming. But when they actually happen, it would certainly be one of the most shocking episodes if there was a miniseries called Jeremiah. As we see, the city of Jerusalem finally taken by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And when King Hezekiah is taken, it is truly no joke what happens to him. In the meantime, Jeremiah has his own struggles as he gets thrown into a well, and then he has to answer a bunch of questions to King Hezekiah, and then he has to be there when King Nebuchadnezzar comes and captures everyone, and we find Jeremiah in chains. King Nebuchadnezzar has heard of Jeremiah, so when he finds out that he's been put into chains, well, you'll have to stay with us to see what he does. And I wonder if for some people it is more shocking at what King Nebuchadnezzar does to Jeremiah than what he did to King Hezekiah. And we're also continuing in the New Testament in the book of 1 Timothy. And in chapter 3, Paul lays out a whole lot of rules for elders and for special servants. And most of those rules are for the men. So even though the women got a lot of instruction in 1 Timothy 2, well, it's the men's turn. In 1 Timothy 3, the men are called to a much higher purpose and a much higher standard of ethics. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Jeremiah chapter 38. Jeremiah is thrown into a well. Some of the officials had heard what Jeremiah was saying to the people. They were Shephathiah, son of Matan, Gedaliah, son of Pashur, Jehuchal, son of Shalimiah, and Pashur, son of Malkijah. He said, This is what the Lord says. Everyone who stays in Jerusalem will die from war, hunger, for disease. But everyone who surrenders to the army of Babylon will live and escape with their lives. And this is what the Lord says. This city of Jerusalem will surely be given to the army of the king of Babylon. He will capture this city. When those officials heard Jeremiah say these things, they went to King Zedekiah. And they said to him, Jeremiah should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are still in the city and everyone else by what he is saying. He is not looking for peace. He's just trying to cause trouble. So King Zedekiah said to the officials, Jeremiah is in your control. I cannot do anything to stop you. So they took Jeremiah and put him in an open well that belonged to the king's son, Malkijah. This well was in the courtyard of the guardhouse. The officials used ropes to lower Jeremiah down into the well. There was no water in it, only mud. 
and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. But a man named Ebed-Melech heard that the officials had put Jeremiah into the well. Ebed-Melech was from Ethiopia, and he was a eunuch in the king's palace. King Zedekiah was sitting at the Benjamin gate, so Ebed-Melech left the palace and went to talk to the king at the gate. Ebed-Melech said, My lord and king, these officials have done evil. They have treated Jeremiah the prophet badly. They have thrown him into a well and left him there. He will starve to death when there is no more food left in the city. Then King Zedekiah gave a command to Ibn Malik the Ethiopian. Ibn Malik, take three men from the palace with you and go and get Jeremiah out of the well before he dies. So Ibn Malik took the men with him. But first, he went to a room under the storeroom in the king's palace. He took some old rags and worn out clothes from that room. Then he let the rags down with some ropes to Jeremiah in the well. Ebed Melech, the Ethiopian, said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn out clothes under your arms. When we pull you out, these rags will pad your underarms and the ropes will not hurt you. So Jeremiah did as Ebed Melech said. The men pulled Jeremiah up with the ropes and lifted him out of the well. And Jeremiah was kept there in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Zedekiah asked Jeremiah some questions. Then King Zedekiah sent someone to get Jeremiah the prophet. He had Jeremiah brought to the third entrance to the temple of the Lord. Then the king said, Jeremiah, I am going to ask you something. Don't hide anything from me, but tell me everything honestly. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I give you an answer, you will probably kill me. And even if I give you advice, you will not listen to me. But King Zedekiah secretly swore an oath to Jeremiah. Zedekiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, the one who gives us a breath and life, I will not kill you, Jeremiah. And I promise not to give you to the officials who want to kill you. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, this is what the Lord God All-Powerful, the God of Israel, says. If you surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, your life will be saved, and Jerusalem will not be burned down, and you and your family will live. But if you refuse to surrender, Jerusalem will be given to the Babylonian army. They will burn Jerusalem down, and you will not escape from them. But King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, But I am afraid of the men of Judah who have already gone over to the side of the Babylonian army. And I am afraid that the soldiers will give me to those men, and they will treat me badly. But Jeremiah answered, The soldiers will not give you to the men of Judah. King Zedekiah, obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then things will go well for you, and your life will be saved. But if you refuse to surrender to the army of Babylon, the Lord has shown me what will happen. This is what he has told me. All the women who are left in the house of the king of Judah 
will be brought out to the important officials of the king of Babylon. Your women will make fun of you with a song. This is what they will say. Your friends were stronger than you and they led you the wrong way. You trusted them, but now your feet are stuck in the mud and your friends have left you. All your wives and children will be brought out and given to the Babylonian army. You yourself will not escape from the army of Babylon. You will be captured by the king of Babylon and Jerusalem will be burned down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Don't tell anyone that I have been talking to you. If you do, you might die. If the officials find out that I talk to you, they will come to you and say, Jeremiah, tell us what you said to King Zedekiah and what he said to you. Be honest with us and tell us everything, or we will kill you. If they say this to you, tell them that I was begging the king not to send me back to Jonathan's house to die. It happened that the king's officials did come to Jeremiah to question him. So Jeremiah told them everything the king had ordered him to say. Then they left Jeremiah alone. No one had heard what he and the king had talked about. So Jeremiah was kept there in the courtyard of the guardhouse until the day Jerusalem was captured. Jeremiah 39, the fall of Jerusalem. This is how Jerusalem was captured. During the 10th month of the ninth year that Zedekiah was king of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. He surrounded the city to defeat it. And on the ninth day of the fourth month in Zedekiah's 11th year, the wall of Jerusalem was broken through. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came into the city of Jerusalem. They came in and sat down at the middle gate. These are the names of the officials. Nergal Shadazer, the governor of the district of Samgar, a very high official. Nebo Sarsakim, another very high official, and various other important officials were there also. King Zedekiah of Judah saw the officials from Babylon. So he and the soldiers with him ran away. They left Jerusalem at night. They went out through the king's garden and out through the gate that was between the two walls. Then they went towards the desert. The Babylonian army chased Zedekiah and the soldiers with him. They caught up with Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. They captured Zedekiah and took him to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar was at the town of Riblah and the land of Hamath. There Nebuchadnezzar decided what to do with Zedekiah. At that same place the king of Babylon killed Zedekiah's sons and the leaders of Judah's ruling families while Zedekiah watched. Then Nebuchadnezzar poked out Zedekiah's eyes. He put bronze chains on Zedekiah and took him to Babylon. Babylonian army set fire to the king's palace and the houses of the people of Jerusalem and they broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan was the commander of the king of Babylon's special guards. He took all the people who had surrendered to him and all the people still in Jerusalem and made them captives. He carried them away to Babylon. But the commander, Nebuzaradan, 
left behind some of the poor people of Judah, who own nothing. Nebuzaradan gave them vineyards and farmland in Judah. Nebuchadnezzar also gave an order about Jeremiah to Nebuzaradan. Find Jeremiah and take care of him. Don't hurt him. Give him whatever he asks for. So Nebuzaradan, commander of the king's special guards, Nebuchadnezzar, a chief officer in the army of Babylon, Nergal Shedazad, a high official, and all the other officers of the army of Babylon sent for Jeremiah. They had him brought from the courtyard of the guardhouse and turned him over to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan. Gedaliah did as he was told and took Jeremiah back home. So Jeremiah was able to stay in Judah among his own people. The Lord's message to Ebed-Melech. Earlier, when Jeremiah was still being held in the courtyard of the guardhouse, he received this message from the Lord. Jeremiah, go and tell Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian that this is what the Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel, says. Very soon, I will make everything I said about this city of Jerusalem come true. My words will come true through disaster, not through something good. You will see everything happen with your own eyes. But I will save you on that day, Ebed-Melech, says the Lord. You will not be given to those you fear. I will save you, Ebed-Melech. You will not die from a sword, but you will escape and live. That will happen because you have trusted in me, says the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 6. Jeremiah is set free. The Lord spoke his message to Jeremiah after he was set free at the city of Ramah. Nabuzaradan, the commander of the king of Babylon's special guards, found Jeremiah and Ramah. Jeremiah was bound with chains. He was with all the captives from Jerusalem and Judah. They were being taken away in captivity to Babylon. When the commander, Nabuzaradan, found Jeremiah, he said to him, Jeremiah, the Lord your God warned that this disaster would come to this land. And now the Lord has done everything just as he said he would do. This disaster happened because you people of Judah sinned against the Lord. You did not obey him. But now, Jeremiah, I will set you free. I am taking the chains off your wrists if you want to. Come with me to Babylon and I will take good care of you. But if you do not want to come with me, then don't come. Look, the whole country is open to you. Go anywhere you want, or go back to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam and grandson of Shaphan. The king of Babylon has chosen Gedaliah to be governor over the towns of Judah. Go and live with Gedaliah among the people, or you can go anywhere you want. Then Nebuzaradan gave Jeremiah some food and a present and let him go. So Jeremiah went to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah. He stayed with Gedaliah among those who were left behind in the land of Judah.
1 Timothy chapter 3 Leaders in the Church It is a true statement that anyone whose goal is to serve as an elder has his heart set on a good work. An elder must be such a good man that no one can rightly criticize him. He must be faithful to his wife. He must have self-control and think carefully about the way he lives. He must be respected by others. He must be ready to help people by welcoming them into his home. He must be a good teacher. He must not get drunk or like to fight. He must be gentle and peaceful. He must not be someone who loves money. He must be a good leader of his own family. This means that his children obey him with full respect. If a man does not know how to lead his own family, he will not be able to take care of God's church. An elder must not be a new believer. It might make him too proud of himself and lead to the punishment that the devil has for him. An elder must also have the respect of people who are not part of the church. Then he will not be criticized by others and be caught in the devil's trap. Special Servants In the same way, the men who are chosen to be special servants must be worthy of respect. They must not be men who say things they don't mean or who spend their time drinking too much. They must not be men who are willing to cheat people for money. They must follow the true faith that God has now made known to us and always do what they know is right. You should test them first. Then if you find that they have done nothing wrong, they can be special servants. In the same way, the women must be worthy of respect. There must not be women who speak evil about other people. They must have self-control. They must be women who can be trusted in everything. The men who are special servants must be faithful in marriage. They must be good leaders of their own children and families. Those who do well as special servants are making an honorable place for themselves, and they will feel very sure of their faith in Christ Jesus. The Secret of Our Life I hope I can come to you soon, but I am writing this to you now so that, even if I cannot come soon, you will know how everyone should behave in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God. And the God's church is the support and foundation of truth. Yes, God has shown us the secret of lives that honor Him. It is the truth we can all agree on. Christ was made known to us in human form and shown by the Spirit to be all He claimed. He was seen by angels, and the message about Him was told to the nations. People in the world believed Him, and He was taken up to heaven and glory. Psalm 119, verses 57 to 64. This section is called Heth, H-E-T-H. Lord, I decided that my duty is to obey your commandments. I beg you with all my heart, be kind to me as you promised. I thought very carefully about my life and I decided to follow your rules without wasting any time I hurried back to obey your commands. The wicked try to trap me, but I have not forgotten your teachings. In the middle of the night, I get up to thank you because your laws are so fair. I am a friend to everyone who worships you and to everyone who obeys your instructions. Lord, 
Your faithful love fills the earth. Teach me your laws. Thank you, everyone. That was day 291. Join us for day 292, continuing in the book of Jeremiah. In this new era of captivity, new heroes and villains emerge. One of them being Ishmael from the Ammonites, and he decides to break the peace with the Babylonians and go on a vengeful, vigilante blood spree, killing as many as he can. And Jeremiah is left to pick up all the pieces. And in the New Testament, we're continuing in the book of 1 Timothy. And in chapter 4, Paul reminds the church to watch out for hypocrites, liars, and false teachers. And don't let them tell you that you can't get married or can't eat bacon. And he reminds Timothy that until Paul gets there, Timothy needs to stay and fight the good fight. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.